0: Christ is risen. Christ is risen Hallelujah. Good morning. Welcome. This is the fourth Sunday of Easter, also known as Good Shepherd uh, Sunday. We welcome all of you here and present in our sanctuary, all of you online watching with us. Our, we're going to take a look at the epistle, epistle lesson, which comes from Acts uh, chapter 2, and look at how the early church worshiped and see. If we step in line with them, or maybe we need to do some work. but we'll see how that goes. And uh, for our children's message, we're going to look at the, at the gospel lesson, which is chapter 10 of John, and that's the Good Shepherd text. As always, we pray that as we, we hear God's word through the liturgy this morning, through the songs and hymns that we sing, um, and most certainly through the body and blood of Christ, and, and God willing, through the sermon message today, we hear God's, God's word and our faith gets strengthened. So as we go out in the world... We can be the shining light that God wants us to be as we bring his word, his love, his life, his salvation to our world. Let's sing our opening hymn, hymn number 473, Our Paschal Lamb That Sets Us Free. Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen Hallelujah. The Lord is our good shepherd. He leads us and restores our souls. He walks beside us through the darkness. And never abandons us, even in death. He goes before us and prepares a table for us. Though our Lord goes before us, beside us, and behind us, we still find a way to run away from his good pasture. We devote ourselves to all sorts of destruction. Still, our good shepherd seeks us out and brings us back to safety. He invites us to confess our sins before his heavenly Father. We take a few moments of silent reflection. Heavenly Father, we have strayed from you, we have wounded you for our sin, we have wounded others with our sin, we have wounded ourselves with our sin, forgive us, renew us, and lead us back to your good pasture, on account of Jesus our good shepherd, amen. Though we have strayed, Jesus always keeps searching for us. Though we have been lost in our priorities. Jesus is always and ever devoted to us. We see this most clearly as Almighty God in His mercy has given His Son to die and rise for you. And for His sake, forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by His authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We sing glorious day.
1: One day when hell was filled with His praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to, be born of a virgin, dwelt among. 10.
0: Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, merciful Father, since you have wakened from death the shepherd of your sheep, grant us your Holy Spirit, that when we hear the voice of our shepherd, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
2: Please be seated. Good morning. The first reading for the fourth Sunday of Easter is from the book of Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 42. as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. <clears throat> he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the stone waters. He restores my soul. He leads
3: me in paths of righteousness for his name is safe.
2: Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head my cup Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The epistle from first Peter chapter two, beginning with verse nineteen, this is a gracious thing that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were strained like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What's next?
0: Hallelujah, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the gospel of the Lord. please be seated. We have any children this morning to come up for the children's message? Doing Joseph? Doing good? Alright, well today is today's Good Shepherd Sunday. So do you guys know what shepherds do? What do they do? They do lead sheep. You guys been uh, south of Reading in the last few weeks? There are a whole bunch of sheep right off of I-5. And they keep moving them around because they're actually acting as lawnmowers. <laughs> but that's okay, it's their job, right? So. What I want to do is I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a statement, and I'm going to see if you can tell me, Joseph, who said it, okay? But, but you don't need to raise your hand. If you know the answer, I want you to bawl like a sheep. Can you do that for me? You want to try that one time? Go ahead and bawl like a sheep. That was pretty good. All right, so if you look up on the screen, you might see the words, to infinity and beyond. Do you know who said that? Who oh, Bah. Okay, who said it? No, that's a good guess. Anyone who said it? Oh, you got another guess? Okay, go. <laughs> yep. Well, let's see, Jason. It is, Buzz Lightyear. Pretty good. All right, here's another one for you. Are you ready? Some people are worth melting for. Got any, you got any guesses? Got a ball first, though. No guess? Any balls out there? No? <laughs> uh, does anybody want to catch? Jason, just show us. <laughs> that, is, that is Olaf, all right? That's from the movie Frozen. All right, how about this one? You ready? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Okay. It's from the movie Nemo, but it wasn't Nemo's was Dory. Let's see, is it? It is indeed Dory. That's very good. All right. One of my favorites fits me really, really well. Me want cookie. No manners? <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Do you have a guess? Okay. Let's see. It is indeed Cookie Monster. I thought Jason was going to picture me up there, but this is good. Okay. Um, all right. We got two more, but only one more right now. So, in every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. <laughs> Anybody out there have a guess? Let's see. Mary Poppins is what they say. They they forgot to ball like a sheep. Though it is Mary Poppins. So in order to know all those sayings, you had to be pretty familiar with with the movies because they all came from movies. In our gospel lesson today, we were told that, that there's a voice that we hear and that we, as followers of Jesus, recognize his voice as he calls us. So here's one more. Tell me who said this, right? Love each other as I have loved you. Who do you think said that? hey okay. that's correct, which specifically though father son or or jesus, let's see if that's right it is Jesus, and that's a picture of him that holding a sheep because he he's the good shepherd. Why did it say the word hey, it's just the way they were made to to, to do that, you know, so good question though so is Jesus a cartoon character or is he real? He indeed is real. He is the good shepherd who, who loves us, loves all of them, loves everybody, and cares for us. And he says that if we hear his voice, we will follow him, and eventually that means we will be we will be in heaven with him. Wanna pray with me, Joseph? Okay. Dear God. Thank you that you help us hear and know Jesus' voice. We want to follow you today and always. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, guys. Let's sing our hymn of the day. Grace, peace, and mercy from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our text comes from the first reading today, Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. Today we recited, uh, William led us through the the reading of Psalm 23. And Psalm 23 is probably the most well-known and probably one of the most comforting psalms. Countless people have found comfort, strength, and hope in its verses. And during the times of grief and struggle, individuals imagine that the Lord is making them rest in green pastures, leading them to cool, quiet waters, and walking with them through the valley of the shadow of death. The stress has been on the one, the me and God aspect of Christian life. But in reality... The shepherd leads a flock and a flock does not consist of just one sheep. We experience the, the green pastures, cool quiet waters and banquet tables with other members of the flock, the other Christians of our faith community. Usually the comfort, the strength and the hope do not suddenly appear in our lives. They are gifts given to us as we live in a community with our brothers and sisters in Jesus the early christians understood this perhaps more than than we do in our modern world that places so much stress on individualism acting on their insights our christian forefathers began to shape a community that would be be what they imagined heaven on earth would look like their action reminds us of how god often moves in our lives and uses the community of faith that we call a congregation or a church. Luke records the early Christians said this they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and of prayers. That's Acts chapter 2, verse 42. You and I could simply say that they worshiped together. There is perhaps no more likely place to encounter our living God than in our worship with others. We understand that God is present in the community of two or three people or more. And the words we hear, the songs we sing, the hymns we sing, the bread and the wine that we eat and drink give us comfort, strength, and hope. In worship, we ascend to the mountaintop, We catch a glimpse of God's presence, and we begin to understand what life in heaven might be like. We understand that heaven is not necessarily a geographical location, such as an hour flight to San Francisco. Heaven is God's presence. Wherever God is, there is heaven. We also understand that one of the goals of the Christian life of being saved is to eventually go to heaven, And to experience God's presence. With these two thoughts in mind, it amazes me that so many people avoid God's presence and experiencing heaven on earth in their daily lives. Worship has become an option and not something that is vital and life-changing for many people. This modern-day view is certainly not the understanding of worship that the early church, the early Christians had. Worship and fellowship are vital in experiencing the comfort, the strength, and the hope of the Christian faith. We experience here as we join our brothers and sisters in Christ in praying together, in responding to God together, in singing together. Sometimes we can't pray. I know that there is a point when a person is dead or dealing with an illness, physical, emotional, or mental when one feels that he or she is the only person that has ever been cursed with this disease or illness, a person feels abandoned, even by God. The thought, if God really, really loved me, God would, would not have allowed me to get sick or to feel this way. Run through the person's mind in prayer is impossible. And have you ever been there? I would suspect whether we admit it, most, most of us have. A person doesn't want to pray. And if prayer was possible, the individual doesn't think it would even work. This is when one's brothers and sisters in Christ, in this case, you all, can pray for the person who can't. You can pray for healing and believe that it will happen. You can pray for peace, for comfort, for strength for hope, and open the door for that to become a reality in the person's life. We experience heaven on earth in worship and fellowship, in the community that we call church. Luke wrote in chapter 2, verses 44 to 45, all who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute their proceeds to all as any had need. When the early Christians envisioned what heaven would be like, they saw people who, in God's presence, were no longer poor, no longer hungry, no longer sick, no longer excluded. God's kingdom was where justice reigned. Like us, they struggled with how to establish justice in this broken, sin-filled, and unjust world that we live in today. They determined that their communities would be places of justice. Wealthier Christians sold their possessions so that poorer Christians could have enough to live on. Food was purchased so that no one went hungry. The sick were cared for and not left to die. And everyone who identified themselves as a follower of Jesus Christ was included in the community. Master, slave, male, female, Jew, gentile those early christians did not allow their struggle for justice to be contained in their faith communities they traveled the world caring for the sick and the needy standing for the rights of the afflicted and the inclusion of those who were marginalized carrying on the ministry of jesus christ The church has a long history of seeking to enable others to experience heaven on earth. And in doing so, Christians have experienced heaven on earth themselves. Have you noticed today that there seems to be an awful lot of complaining in our world? Anybody notice that? Or is it just me? Or maybe I'm the one who complains more than everybody else. I don't know. Last week, I was complaining that the weather was getting a little bit warm, a little bit earlier than I had planned for. I'm going to guarantee you that Wednesday or Thursday, when we had that big dip, 20 degrees in temperature, I'm probably going to complain it's a little bit more chilly than I wanted it to be. And if you like complaints, just listen to the talk radio shows. Or the talk shows on TV. I won't name them. You probably know which ones they are. Where you seem to hear nothing but one complaint after another. Perhaps you've also noticed that those who complain do not seem to be very happy as those who have an attitude of gratitude. Certainly those early Christians knew this to be true. In their fellowship, they cultivated an atmosphere of thankfulness. Their thankfulness was not predicated on the outward circumstances of life. The early Christians were persecuted, and their relationships with their family were often severed. They struggled to make ends meet and wondered if they'd have a good harvest or not. They were able to be consistently thankful, however, because they rejoiced in God's forgiveness, His love, and my favorite word, His grace. They celebrated that God was present in their lives and that God was providing for them as well as protecting them. And in their thankfulness, the early Christians experienced heaven on earth, being a community of faith that gives thanks and cultivates an attitude of gratitude. We too experience a bit of heaven in our daily lives too, don't we? You can say yes. I'm not convinced you believe me. Let me repeat that. I'm going to change it a little bit because I'm certain of it. But you too can experience a bit of heaven on earth in your daily lives. Do you believe that? Yes. All right, now I'm convinced. Thank you. Many Christians are, are waiting for heaven to come to earth. It seems every couple of years there's some group out there who who comes up with a day and a time that the world is ending. And the members of that group put their lives on hold, waiting for it to come. This is not the example we see in our text today. Those early Christians, while expecting Christ to come at any moment, experience heaven on earth in their worship, in a community of justice, and in the thankful fellowship. This can be yours and our experience, too, as we experience heaven on earth here at Trinity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let us rise and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Good Shepherd, may we sing thy praise. Lord Jesus Christ, we have filled our lives with so much busyness and chaos. Help us to remove those things from our lives, which are not beneficial, so that we may lead lives that are devoted to your word and sacraments, to prayer and fellowship, Good Shepherd, may we sing thy praise. Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for all pastors, missionaries, especially this morning. We pray for Drinda, who is beginning to mission service in Santa Fe, Panama. All musicians and educators and all who serve within your one holy Christian and apostolic church, embolden them to teach your word that restores the souls of your people. Good Shepherd, may we sing thy praise. Lord Jesus Christ, you have borne our griefs and shared in our sorrows. Bring your comfort to all those who are suffering in grief. And especially this morning, we lift up the Apachea family as they mourn yet celebrate Margaret's call to, to her heavenly home. Point them to the hope of the resurrection, to eternal life with Jesus, where you will prepare a table before us, and we shall dwell in your house forever. Good shepherd, may we sing thy praise. Lord Jesus Christ, we ask your blessing upon all who labor in the agriculture industry, for farmers, ranchers, shepherds, and all who tend animals and grow food. Give them seasonable weather and joy in their labors. Good Shepherd, may we sing thy praise. Lord Jesus Christ, we pray that you would open a door for your word that might proclaim your excellencies to those who have not yet believed in your name, that they might be sheep, of your pasture, and sing your praises with us. Good Shepherd, may we sing thy praise. Lord Jesus Christ, look with favor upon all who are sick, injured, and recovering. Especially lift up Steve and Barbara and Penny and Jason and Dave and Sam and Vincent and Bob and Christine. Have mercy upon them and restore them to health according to your wisdom. Good shepherd, may we sing thy praise. Lord Jesus Christ, look upon favor in all those who are traveling, especially we lift up, lift up Logan, who will be heading to, to Baltimore to, to work for the next four, four months or so. Lord, we pray that you watch over him. Also, cover him with your blessings and protection as he carries you to others so they may know you as their good shepherd. Good shepherd, may we sing thy praise. Within thy house Lord Jesus Christ, we commend all of these people and situations into your hands, for you have promised to hear our prayers and tend us as our good shepherd. Good shepherd, may we sing thy praise. Within thy house Amen. The Lord be with you. And with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death. And by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying... Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is said for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us Your body and blood to eat and to drink, You lead us to remember and confess Your holy cross and passion, Your blessed death, Your arrest in the tomb, Your resurrection from the dead, Your ascension into heaven, and Your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in Your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated. Please rise. Amen. In- Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this solitary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us with the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Amen. Please be seated. We have any announcements this morning? We're going to try this and see if this one works
2: well mine's short but uh as you probably know and maybe you don't know but the uh we have a women's bible study on thursday mornings at 10 o'clock and we just finished uh one that was called the footsteps with our savior and we're going to start one in next not next week but the week after called the truth project so this week we're going to do just a one-stand one, one stand kind of Bible study, and it's called The Road to Emmaus because it's so close to Easter, and that happened, you know, just after Easter. We thought we'd squeeze that one in. So all women are invited. You can come. We get into some really good discussions, and it's lots of fun because everybody talks a lot. So <laughs> you're welcome to come.
0: Anybody else have announcements? So I'd like to thank all of you who were here yesterday, all of you who did all the work to prepare for yesterday. Friday. I'm trying to think if I was here yesterday. Okay. The gardeners were here yesterday. Yeah, thank you to them. But if any, for those of you who were there who, who on Friday has uh, all these wild loud vehicles drove by this church so many times for, was it three hours, or something like that, it sure seemed like it was that long um, but we had, the school had the um, bounce house up they were doing artwork we had uh, um, water for sale, cookies and uh, what's that wonderful stuff called nachos, <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah they, there is a video out there folks, we should probably show it in this church now uh, I think it was, was a three or was the four ladies, the nacho ladies. And uh, Jason, you have that? We'll have that for you next week because it's on my phone. They sent it to me, so I actually have it. And it's, uh, yeah, I think that went viral someplace too, didn't it? Am I heard? So, yeah. Um, next time I go, can you get Jesus in there somehow? You know? You know? So, um. But thank you for all of you who worked on it before the, the event and cleaned up after the event and, and, and all that. It was, a great, it was a great show. We had a few cars in there from members of our church also. We're out there driving around in that warm, hot sun. Um, so today is if you go get some coffee, and there might be treats in there, I don't know. And for those of you who have missed the however many weeks you've had of the Romans Bible Study, and for all of those of you who have attended through it all, join us. This is the last. This is closing down Romans. So you can all come. And then you can say, I was at the Romans Bible study. Isn't that great? So come and join us for the closing of that book. And then in two weeks, we will start end times. And then there's a dot, 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 because I have like five other words after it. Um, so um, plan to, uh, to join us for that also. Um, I'm going to read you all something before I send you off. The last hymn we sang, "Joyful Easter Tide," hymn number 482, was probably my favorite Easter hymn of all time. I I can't go through that that's, that song without. That's why I hide because I tears always run on me on that song. They run for two reasons. One is just the joy of what Jesus did for me. I, I just I hear that song, I sing that song, and it's what Jesus did for me. And then I had the tears of sadness at the same time, if that makes sense. Because I realize there were so many people who have no clue or have even rejected what Jesus did for them. So I'm going to send you out with these words that you all sang. Had Christ who once was slain not burst his three-day prison, our faith had been in vain. And then we hear these words. But now has Christ arisen, arisen, But now has Christ arisen. Let's go in peace and share the word.